Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And today, we're talking about Chappie and District 9. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. There's a whole lot of stuff to talk about with both these films. Way we're too gonna, much. We're going to jump like right into it. And so I think we wanted to start with Chappie. 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 Sure. Okay. So what do we know about Chappie and District 9? It's the same director, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's Neil Blum, uh, Blumkamp. What was that? Blum- His who? name is Neil Blumkamp. <laughs> Blum who? Blumkamp. Blumkamp. I don't know. District 9 was his debut film, right? That was like his first feature film. That was his first feature film. That's well, pretty impressive. As well as like the main character, the guy who played uh, oh, Wickes. Yeah, Charlotte Copley, who plays Chappie as well, uh, as well as Wickes in District 9. Uh, I believe we were talking about it earlier, but uh, that this is his first acting role. And the only reason he got it is because he did pretty decent in the short film he made. Yeah, both of them were based off of a short film he had done, and then just he extended the universe on each one. He also made uh, Elysium, so they're all meant to be a trilogy. And he also is in Elysium, surprisingly enough. He Isn't he the bad guy in Elysium? I think so. But he's, he's fucking nuts in that movie. Yeah, he's actually a really good actor. He wasn't going to pursue <laughs> he's a got career, some range. but like, they just kept bringing him on, I guess. Didn't he also want to cast Ninja in Elysium? Yes. Yeah, he did. But yeah. Ali- uh, he felt that it was kind of like not his kind of scene because it was just all American actors. Yeah, uh, yeah I get that. <laughs> Ninja's a special type. He hates like most American like famous people. Mm-hmm. I mean, he talks enough shit about them in his songs. You know, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so can we talk about Deantwood real quick? Deantwood. Yeah. Deantwood. They're really racist. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, we'll get catchy. to that. <laughs> There's video proof of it now, which is sad, but, you know. But their music still fucking slaps, if <laughs> I'm being ter- honest. No. I, I hate that I love it, but I fucking love it. This is terrible as their haircut. You know, no. what they, you know what they remind me of? <laughs> they remind me of doing, like, a like a toned-down, like, Run the Jewels style before Run oh, the Jewels was doing it. They are really, like, that punchy, that punchy driving kind of, like, hip-hop sort of deal, mm-hmm. which is what I think Run the Jewels does really well, which they also do really well, too. Well, I feel they're, like, they're, they're, like, rave rap, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, kind yeah. Of I feel like they're more electronic yeah. now. Well, now, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, it? before, too. They were very, like, I want to say, like, kind of like a 90s fusion, like, cyberpunk kind of hip-hop music, if that makes sense. You feel? They had yeah, that yeah, edgy I, I kind of, like... Mm, like kind of drivingness to their music kind of like an industrial style yeah. to them almost yeah. like they're really doing like they're really throwing but they're like mixing it with like that like that hip-hop culture with like industrial sort of but it's like different things. it's not american hip-hop yeah exactly it's south it's african like, hip-hop it's, yeah, which it's is a, a whole other breed you know? it's just so weird to me that they're south african and they're just like albino oh it's super <laughs> albino like yeah i mean obviously because of the colonization that, that's like a thing yeah. that's how they, they actually well, they just stayed inside all the time <laughs> right? and never yeah. out. they were just exactly. they just were you, you doing saw, the beats you saw you know? the meme i sent you right the history oh of South God, Africa. Dude. yeah literally Nelson <laughs> mandela fucking district nine and deont they forgot parthied but whatever <laughs> Shit. But, but like the only thing weirder than them is the fact that Hans Zimmer did the rest of the music. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like, what the Hans fuck is Zimmer. Dude did Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> he did a lot of shit. He's done so he's, much. He's like has a ridiculous amount of work under his belt. 
And just happened to did this really. But like, why would he do this movie? Did yeah, they just go to him one day and they're like, "Hey, you want to make this soundtrack for a weird cyberpunk movie?" And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Why not? Why not? What am, I'm not doing That's anything else." I feel else about right with now. Hugh Jackman too being cast. In this fuck, film. I know he's like, "I'm not doing anything Hugh else." Such a weird, it was such a weird role to see Hugh Jackman being a bad guy. I don't think I've ever seen him. I just uh, know him as Wolverine all the well, time. Well, he was also Jean Valjean, and Jean Valjean was kind of a douche. If I'm oh, being honest, what was that <laughs> what movie? Is Les Mis. Oh, see, I have not watched. I watched like. 10 minutes of it and no one warns me that it's singing the yeah, whole time. Yeah, no, same time. here. See, the I, whole time. Every line. Every, I watched line it the first sung. time. The only reason I watched the whole movie is because I was on a plane when I watched yeah. it for the first time. Oh, that time. sounds about right. Yeah. It's a plane <laughs> I was movie. like, shit. I mean, I want to hear for another four hours, so might as well. Fuck. So if we ever do like a review of a horror musical, are we just going <laughs> to sing the whole episode? No, no I'm not that good. That this scene was really okay. fucking gory. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest part about it is seeing Hugh Jackman as a bad guy in a tucked in t-shirt and fucking mullet. Yeah. That's Yo, that hair, part. I don't even Holy know if you can call shit, that a mullet, dude. though. That I was some next thought, level mullet. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought they could make Hugh Jackman look fucking ugly, but here we are with this outfit and the haircut. Like, I don't know, man. Awful. I'd still hit it. <laughs> <laughs> He's that perverted fucking office guy, like you're trying to. Also, he's not ball. doing an accent. That's like how he sounds. Yeah, he's Australian. Yeah, that's like his OG voice. He literally just had to, like he's like, I'm not gonna cut my hair. They just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna tuck in my shirt. What I'm was, gonna do the scene. What was the fucking phrase that he told Dion when he's like holding him down? Where he's like, he makes him as mad as what, like a frog in a sock or something yeah, like that? Yeah, a frog in a frog. I was like, what? Like, is this super Australian slang that's happening here? Yo, I love how nobody fucking says something. The guy has a gun pointed at his face and a fucking No one notices? Him. And then he's like, oh, it's just a joke. And then it's everyone backs prank. away. Like, you guys need to, like, fucking. <laughs> it's like one of those YouTubers. It's a prank, bro. It's a prank. Yeah, they're like, well, he is Australian. Yeah, so. he's just taking a piss. It's fine. <laughs> It was ridiculous. But yeah, D'Anford, they did a lot of the songs. They also did the production for their own home in this movie. I feel like this yeah. was just a promo movie but for them. I know. It's just, like, it's in they every definitely other had some... scene. Yeah. It's on the walls. I mean, it's spray it's painted on, on Shappy. They definitely had their hand in the wardrobe, too. I could spot a lot of their, their pieces. They have very significant symbols that they use in their you fashion can, line. You like, buy some yeah. of the clothes from the movie. It was <laughs> primo advertising, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, that's that might be why the movie didn't get so many good reviews. They also had that controversy before um, when the movie was pre- uh, being like released with that like that whole Drake deal. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny though. Fuck Drake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ninja Ninja was just like this guy's fucking lame and then it was just so great listening to the story. That shit. He just doesn't like him. He was like, "Dude, this guy's annoying." Like, I don't like The banana like pudding video, him. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was like the video he had about hanging out with Kanye West yeah. and Kim Kardashian. That shit was so fucking funny. I love it too because he's like, that's the, the problem with rap nowadays. Is like, I talk shit on all these people and their fucking thing, and, they're and all we're upset. playing basketball, and no one fucking came up to me and popped me. Like, yeah, no one said uh, shit to him because they don't want to. Who's gonna fight him? He looks it's, weird. It's I know. Dude. <laughs> he looks like he, looks like he might actually stab you. Like, like, yeah, like, for real. Like, stretchy limbs, you know. And he's just gonna like. <laughs> he's just gonna like roundhouse kick you or something. Oh god. Falcon he'll just, punch. He'll just be like, all right, we're fighting. He just rips off his pants yeah. like he fights naked or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? would do some shit like that. Ah. Pulls a fucking shiv out of his sock or oh something. Yeah, he's got to have a knife on him at all times. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, accompanying Charlotte Copley as Choppy, we have Dev Patel as Dion. Yep. Uh, what the hell else is he in? He's in other stuff, right? 
He's just that guy. I thought he would. No, that's not the same dude. Wait, is it? Is it the dude from Rogue One? No, I don't think so. The that's the pilot. Bodhi? No. No, oh. that's a different dude. Now I feel bad because totally they look dude. similar. Uh, he's done some TV. It looks like he's done Skins and oh. Modern Love. He's also been in Slumdog Millionaire. That's where he's from. He's also been in The Last Airbender, the live action yeah, movie. Yeah, the terrible, <laughs> terrible remake. <laughs> That movie doesn't exist. We, yeah, we don't. We doesn't. You don't speak of M. Night Shyamalan in this what? house. <laughs> Wait, I saw signs on the calendar, John. I didn't put it there. Uh, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, what are you doing to our Shyamalan with Ding Dong? Um, so we have Ninja. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm we, sorry, guys. We don't say things like that, John. That's a little rude, okay? He's Indian. He can't help it, okay? <laughs> just... Whoa. Whoa! Well, you can't. <laughs> God damn it! Whoa. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> hey Mur, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> wow! Oh man! All right, we did. Di- we digress. <laughs> we so digress. We digress. I digress. Regardless. Good? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, Eddie, what did you? What were you talking about? Uh, accompanying them, we have Ninja playing Ninja. Oh, Yol- literally their own names. <laughs> yeah. Yolandi Visser as Yolandi Visser. <laughs> Jose Pablo Cantillo as America. America. Yeah, that's good. Dope. With I a K. Like that guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. Kid. He's a good actor. We got Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Woo! How old being, is she now? Shit. Oh, fuck. She's, like, she's in her 70s. Yeah. No way. What? That's wild. No way. She yeah. looks good for yeah, 70. Yeah, she's what? in her 70s. She's like the same age as, uh, what was, uh, God, why am I forgetting her name? From Halloween? Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. They're like the same age. It's kind of wild. And then Hugh Jackman, of course. Who's like um, 50. <laughs> but the movie had a budget of $49 million and it made $102 million in the box office. I thought so it, it did made well. more than that. Or am I thinking of District 9? I'm thinking, thinking of District, District 9. 9. District 9 made more money. Yep. Yeah. It made a lot of money, but it apparently was just like nobody liked it. They were like, this is literally just advertisement for this band, and there's no like character depth. They didn't even have like an album coming out then. They ju- they were right. promoting their 2012 They were album. like in between yeah. albums yeah, exactly. at the time. I think honestly the reason why I was so excited to watch this movie was because of them. Because I had listened to their music, so and I was like, in. oh, they're doing film too. Okay. Right. These interesting people very and, very dynamic couple yeah and they do have a child together and like oh, you can see that. their their like craziness go into like the guns that they have they're like <laughs> spray painted called oh yeah style, super like, customized pink and yellow it's fucking dope this was like a better example of a duo music duo going and doing film because there's also that daft punk mu- like music video or like movie that they did is that that animated one or is it something uh, no, else? it's not animated. Actually, it's oh. live action. Daft Punk did do a live action movie. They did. Yes, I forget what it's called, but well, they did, and it's great. You're not talking about when they but were featured in like, like Tron Legacy, well. right? No, not in Tron Legacy. It was before that. Oh shit, I didn't know. That. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it up and talk about it later. But oh, so yeah, I mean, okay. this was just a better example of something like that where they like kind of they were themselves. like decent actors. Yeah, like, they absolutely. weren't like absolute. But I feel like that's just how they are. They just they're like this is, they're just being themselves. Like or they couldn't always acting. <laughs> That's fair. They probably have like a persona they have to. Put I on mean, all definitely. The time. They're such like stage performers. It's pretty obvious. They have such a presence. You know, like you know, it's Deantwood when you see it. <laughs> I've seen them live. <laughs> yes. I, oh man, how was that? That was fun. Where did you see them? I saw them at Beach Goth in 2015, right after nice. Chappie was released. 
Oh, well, shit. Um, I remember them with that freaky song, Feel You Freaky or whatever it is. I Think You Freaky. I Think You Freaky. I, I, freaky? I, freaky? I think you freaky. You said freaky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a slinky. Well, you I remember I remember specifically like like hearing this song and I was like, this is sick. And then I was like, all right, sick. I'm going to go to the next stage. Fuck this. Uh. <laughs> but honestly, they were a fun time. And I honestly liked their outfits more than their music at the time. But now I have a more like, I have more of a love for them now because of the movie. I like enjoy, like Banana Brain was my jam for the longest time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That one has the fucking lyric, booby one, booby two. I think that's always been the thing about D'Antwoord is just, like, their image that they have. Because their image is in everything that they do, you know? Right. It's in the clothes that they wear, the hairstyles, the way they talk, the way they walk. Everything. I wonder what it would have been like if they were not in the film. It probably would have been very boring. Yeah, honestly. I couldn't see anybody else playing those characters. I it was such a good concept, though. Like, the whole, the idea about the film is really good. I think they did a great job acting. Yeah, they did like they were they did much better than some other people do in certain movies. Like, but I don't know if this is their first movie or not, but I think it is. I don't. Well, I mean, they do music videos and shit, right. so like they're kind of used to stuff like that. But this is definitely like their first feature film, and I don't think they're gonna really be in anything else. <laughs> that was just them getting to do whatever the fuck they wanted. <laughs> I think if they were to be in anything else, they'd probably be the ones directing it. So, without them. What are the other things you noticed about this film? Because obviously it talks about larger ideas. Oh, yeah. So it does talk about artificial intelligence, how people might feel about it, and what uses it might have. Obviously they went with the police force, and there's some huge analogies to like a current situation. A robot police force sounds terrifying, but at the same time, the police were like super fucking lazy in this movie. Oh, yeah, they were yeah. kind of incompetent. Like they weren't really doing all that much. I just send the fucking just send the droids in. Fuck it. And they're what? all just chilling in the fucking police. I know the dude piloting department. that big mech suit like he was playing Call of Duty. He was so stoked. Oh, he was man. like a kid. I would say that at least for um for these robots, like with our police force right now. We have a lot of problems with like racial injustice and whatnot, things like that, and violence because of that. So I think that robots could be programmed and potentially be better at handling that than other people would be because they wouldn't have those prejudices and they wouldn't have those outlooks. Yeah. Totally. Assuming and, Oh, go ahead. I mean, it definitely depends on who's programming them, though. Yeah, that's true. Because too. in this case, the people behind the suits weren't exactly the ideal candidates. Not exactly looking for peace, I would say. Well, the the creator himself... He was peaceful. He was... A, like, I mm-hmm. feel like he's a cool person and was like definitely a good person like compared to everybody else there even the ceo didn't really seem that bad she was just kind of like i need money yeah like, i'm trying to make money off these things stop trying to do like art i need you to make good robocops yeah what his the in- fuck his intention was to like i feel like it was to get to chappy yeah. but like he had to get that roadblock and just decide like okay i could help make money off of this get more funding and get right. the resources to help like do his baby project which, in retrospect, is Chappie is his baby. And it's shown th- throughout the film like that. Oh, yeah. Where, I, I mean, like, he, like, leaves for long, extended periods of time, comes back, and is like, Chappie, what are you doing? You're, like, covered in tats and, like, walking like a gangster. <laughs> Chappie's badass, bro. <laughs> Just like, He's like, hello, Maka. <laughs> that was great. I love that what they taught that? him, like, mannerisms. That mm-hmm. are associated with both of them. And then he just adapted those into mm-hmm. his own shit. Yeah. 
I like how he would shift too, depending on who he was with. If he was with daddy, he was gangster, you know. But if he was with mommy, he could be a little softer. Like he, I think he really wanted to. There was really good stuff that I read about it, where someone was comparing that to people code switching whenever they were in public with other people. So essentially, how like people of color talk to each other as opposed to how they talk to someone of authority or someone who's white you'll use different language. And in this case, he was doing everything differently. His mannerisms, like you said, around Ninja, he was like super tough. But around Yolandi, he was very nice and like wanted yeah. to just do like cool art shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was like painting the car at some point. Yeah, the first painting was fucking awesome. How he just did it like a fucking scan, like a printer. Dude, that reminded me of iRobot. Remember that mm, shit? He yeah. like picks up like a ballpoint pen and does that. He's fucking like talking dope. about his dreams and shit. Yeah, it's crazy, though, because, like, eventually Chappie gets a consciousness and, like, starts just having all kinds of different thoughts. So this brings up another question is how I didn't really exactly get how that worked. Are they saying, like, it's a copy or, like, was it actually them that was put into something? Because, like, it was a copy based off of them. So it's like their likeness. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. was like a program in the same sense that you could think of, like, um reincarnation if like a soul dies and is reincarnated into a body but possesses all the same memories of its past life is it still that person i think it would be but it also is now a new person evolved past that point and all the memories are just data collection yeah i think i'm just stuck on the fact that like it's it's not them consciousness is data in this fucking movie <laughs> yeah it's a data file <laughs> Fuck me up it's i think dot dat I think consciousness is sort of like what's being actively used. And then there's memory, which is like the data that is stored that influences the way the consciousness interacts with its environment. Ugh. Yo. <laughs> the thing is like, Chappie starts off as a newborn. He's like learning his first right. words. He He's like super timid, <laughs> super scared. And then like, I got to be honest, Ninja does a lot of fucking shit to toughen him up real quick. Oh, yeah. Like this just so leave him up. out in the ghetto. Throws him in the wild. Yeah, this is this is mean. <laughs> I was like very emotional about it. I was like, "Why are you treating Chappie so poorly?" This Poor is so little bad. boy. It almost doesn't make much sense though either why they would treat him that way because they need him yeah. as like, a bargaining chip and to help do a heist. So they're gonna risk him getting broken by. I don't know. I didn't. I there's like some there's like a disconnect there. I well, mean, like, I like it, but I also don't. That was if like, he doesn't get tough, he's not really useful, you know. And so it's either you tough him up, tough him up, or he's like useless. Yeah. So, so this is where like the ethics comes yeah. in. Like, how are you actually going to treat an AI that has like no ill intention towards you? Mm-hmm. Well, you heard America. You're indestructible, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> not really, though. Yeah, he's no, like yeah. dying. <laughs> His battery's going to run. I out. also love when like ninja shows him how to shoot a gun he's like hold the gun properly he turns, I know, it, to he the turns it to the side, side. yeah <laughs> holy shit uh that stance I, I i think like one of my favorite scenes is when he's like that dog's dead chappy and that dog's alive in this world things are tough you which dog do you want to be that one or that one and he's like that one i guess daddy <laughs> i guess daddy can we talk about how this robot calls him daddy that's adorable <laughs> And he's just a little buddy rabbit robot with his little yeah, antenna he has, ears. He has, like, ears. He's so cute. I can't get over how cute this robot is. Especially when he's acting all gangster. It's like a little kid trying to imitate his parents, really you know? <laughs> so, 
I, I kept I kept thinking about the beginning of the movie when they keep saying he comes into like the shop destroyed over and over again because he just has, <laughs> has like terrible luck and he always loses the I think it's the right ear or the right antenna and so like in the, the end of the movie he has like an orange ear and then like an orange arm at some point from like the testing ones yeah but it was just weird that he had like that bad luck and then he just gets shot with a fucking RPG. Yeah, from that fucking crazy ass hippo. hippo. Let's talk about hippo. Ah. Dude's a fucking mong. <laughs> <laughs> his fucking hair, dude. He has like little twists like on his head in addition to his weird mullet. Your your friend said it was like what? Stegosaurus hair? Yeah, oh. Stegosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that his name is Hippo. I like he that he has a giant, gold AK. Yeah. Yeah. And a gold giant plated. Africa tattoo. I want my fucking money. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love how this guy dodges every Gatling gun in the movie. Somehow. Shirtless. Somehow, yeah. He's shirtless the whole movie. And then he dies to a shovel. It's obvious shirtless. <laughs> he dies to like a spade shovel. Uh, and you're like, what the fuck? Beat, he gets beat to death with a Yo, shovel. But shirtless is the ultimate armor if you didn't know this. It's true though, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. In movie logic, you're immune to all yeah. things if you're shirtless. This is why all the ladies' armor is, is nothing. Yeah. It's like a bikini. Or it's got fucking tits cut out for you. There you go. You have the boob window. Mm, boob windows. <laughs> it gives you right over all the vital the organs. It makes no part. sense. Yeah, exactly. Essential, <laughs> quote unquote. So here, giant here, fucking. I have mech. a question for you guys. I have a question. <laughs> a giant fucking. I have a question because Chappie is born with a morality. Uh, with a sense of morality, mean? at least. Well, he's at least programmed he has, like, with a, it. Yeah, yeah, he's programmed with a sense of morality. He can't hurt people that you know he's told and whatnot. I would imagine. I thought Dion told him that. Dion told him that, and that's where he learned it from. Yeah, so he so, yeah. he very early. So that was like one of the first things he does learn. Yeah, is that there's like a right and wrong. Yeah, which is le- given to him. Yeah, exactly. And then so, but he's not born with a sense no. of morality at all. Was like I don't think that people are born with a sense of morality. No, it's definitely like so. This was such a heavy example of like how parenting will change a lot of things about mm-hmm. kids. Like, especially when it comes to, like, organized religion and how they're going to be like, this is the morality of what you should be doing, a.k.a. like the most Christian religions, are going to be like, you're going to go to hell if you do any of these things and then just, like, terrify their or children. Or fucking Mormonism. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, for real. Uh, just, just them Abrahamics just like to, uh, they just love to talk about burning and fire yeah. and brimstone and <laughs> Mitch had a plagues. really great... Uh, me and him, we had a great conversation about morality being a privilege. Oh, Ooh, yes. yeah, definitely. That's, that is definitely a real yes. thing. Explain. Oh, morality is a privilege. Absolutely. That's that's my argument, rather, because we live in a society where we are fortunate enough to understand and not have to do anything wrong in order to survive. Whereas there oh, are okay. societies where people have to do bad, what we would consider bad things to survive Whereas it is just the way that life is. Oh, yeah. You them. can see that just in, like, different yeah. class systems. Like, yeah. That, oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So what is I'm acceptable on is one side of the town isn't always acceptable on the other side of town. <laughs> you just go up the street and it's a whole other culture. Yeah. We, yeah. we don't have to kill our neighbor to ensure our survival. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And, I mean, I just I think that this, this, this movie brought up a lot of uh, interesting ideas on, like, how do people develop? what sparks that development and then what, you know, access to what, because I mean, Chappie could have just gone home with his creator and actually lived a pretty like, he probably would have been just really smart. 
and yeah. like would have spent all of his time learning and like learning artistic things. Yeah, he would have gotten on the internet a lot faster. Yeah, he definitely. <laughs> yeah, he definitely would have been connected to the internet. What's the internet, Daddy? I want it. Yeah, he literally, he's like, I want it. I want that. <laughs> Low key, I feel like he would be a TikTok star. I'm just That's saying. Funny. I bet he's got moves. You know, he can pop and lock. <laughs> All right. There's enough the, tutorials on right. YouTube he could just watch. Just downloads it. Uh, learns how to dance. What's up with all the fucking angle grinders in this movie, dude? <laughs> Yo. They're the real star of the show. Obviously, they don't know how to use anything else. Mer, do you know how many angle grinders there were? How many scenes of angle grinders? I, I believe there it. are five to six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've locked the door on us. This is the sixth time. Get the angle grinder. <laughs> all faithful. Like even even on the giant fucking Mac, there's an angle grinder on it. Uh. <laughs> I totally didn't even think about that. Let's talk about this giant fucking mech fight. Oof, yes. It was sort of a fight. It was just the dude going nuts. Yeah. But still. Yeah. That artillery, though. I do love the fact that uh, Sigourney Weaver has that fucking reference to Alien. She does. She says Mm. a line specifically. I destroy that robot, turn it to Ash. And, like, it's a reference to Alien 1 because Ash was the AI yeah. that betrayed them in the Wayland Corporation. The synthetic that goes nuts in the beginning of the first – or in the end of the first movie. Woo! I love that, though. But, yeah, he's like, let me take out the moose. Come on. He's so excited. <laughs> like, he, he's the one who uploaded the Genesis program to deactivate all the police drones so they could yeah. finally fucking send out the moose. Which, his fucking idea was basically just – I just want to be the star of the show. Right. I want to show people I could do this. I put money and funding into it. Please let me play with my fucking toy. Uh. There's even that scene with the police where they're just like, yeah, so you could basically put missiles in this thing and you could shoot them at people. They're like, you know, we're dealing with like robberies and petty theft. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, this is such overkill. Like, we don't need that. We need something much smaller to like go into buildings and drag these people out. Which the thing is like, I noticed when they first bring out the the droids in the first fucking scene where they're, like, meeting with Hippo. They're like, oh, we just had reports of gunfire. Nobody shot any shots, but immediately they're bringing out fucking guns and shooting just for – just to shoot. Like, they're not questioning anybody. They're, like, not – they're just going for it. They're not even, like, put your hands up, fucking drop your weapons. They do that eventually. Right. But they just start going in guns blazing, no questions asked. I I can only assume that they knew that, that they were all dangerous and were just breaking up this drug deal or whatever deal they had. It looked like food, which is kind of fucked up to think about. <laughs> yeah. Cat food? Segway. Segway. I have I have another question. Are are humans does being human mean that you are a flesh and a consciousness Ooh. or are we just our consciousness? I would say the consciousness is the consciousness itself, and it could really be in anything. I think being human involves the vessel in which the consciousness is held, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm human now, but maybe I wasn't human always. Maybe I'll be something more than human. What What do you become with the absence of flesh, though? I just am. I am matter and spirit. <laughs> I'm very attached to the idea that I have to have my brain. You have to have the, the fleshy like, brain. Just like put my brain in like a fucking glass case, and I'll be you know in a robot. It's very Futurama. Okay, so that reminds me of uh, <laughs> who was that one comic book villain that was just the brain in a tank that would float around of a gorilla dude as his sidekick. I think it was in Teen Titans. A I was bit. like Modok. No, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're talking about uh, Doctor Evil Concarnate. Yeah, yeah. From fucking the Grim Adventures of Billy Mandy. Yeah. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah, he was in like. 
There was the stomach fucking thing on his stomach. And yeah, then, like, yeah, his yeah. His brain was on top of a bear. Oh, yes. Oh, that was great. Gnarly. Like, the, yeah, there was the bear. There's like, I think Earthworm Jim had a villain that had a brain in his yeah. stomach also. T- what is it? That's uh, how old I am. The Ninja Turtles <laughs> had one too. <laughs> yeah. The Ninja Turtles had Krang? one. Yeah. Yeah, Krang's cool. Yeah, they had. there's oh. a few versions of this. I, I think it's because that is like where all of your shit comes from like all of your emotions your feelings things like that so like that would have to sort of remain intact to be like that person but isn't that all just data that's being processed through the brain yeah, isn't it i just mean this movie unless you can that. unless you can have something that like replicates that but like i just can't i don't know how you would transfer that into anything else how do you feel about consciousness being a dot dat <laughs> would, you, would you upload your consciousness into a data file it makes sense like we're not constantly using all parts of our brain at all times mm-hmm. so like we're only accessing whatever information we need so it makes sense that it's a data file because like most of it is storage but like say if you were gonna die and they're like hey john we could put you in a fucking robot oh i would be yeah i'd be concerned i'm like really just like a data file it's not like it's not like a program or like inexcutable, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, let's figure it out. They somehow figured it out on PS4s apparently, but like yeah, like a stack of six of there them. Was we- there's that's not enough computing power for that. But I don't really know. I think that's what really bothered me about the movie is they all seem to have weird motivations for things, if any at all. And so like the script is kind of like lacking in that sense. It was just stylish and cool to watch it wasn't there wasn't a lot of depth to a lot of the characters i i have to agree there's a lot of like inconsistencies with what characters yeah. do like how they go about doing things yeah it's, it's kind it's of weird. silly <laughs> and it's 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 fine like i thought the ending was really cute it gets really and, melodramatic towards the end yeah and but like, oh, okay. i do also really like the robot and watching him like grow yeah, yeah. Grow, yeah. watching yeah. him like defend the people he loves against the giant mech like fucking shit up with the fucking incendiary shotgun trying to protect his maker and shit i like that all right well did you guys have any other thoughts about chappie or should we move into district nine i believe that there should be more movies with rap groups not rappers you got your ll cool j you got your ice (laughs) t fuck that i want to see run the jewels in a wes anderson movie i want to see death grips in a fucking david lynch film oh my god death grips would be amazing (laughs) i just I want to see more rap groups. I feel like they would say yes, movies. too. Like, if you contacted them, like, you want to be in a movie? I feel like they would just be like, yeah, that sounds no, no, no. dope. No, no, It has to be a David Lynch film for Death Grips. David Lynch wouldn't do it. I feel like he, he, he wouldn't could. do it. He totally He's would. an old white man. He's not going to do that. That's the only – I feel like that's the <laughs> only fucking director they accept. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, who would you want to see? See, why why you know, do you not? Why do you think David Lynch wouldn't do it? He's an uptight filmmaker. Like, is he? Yes. Oh, okay. I guess I've only. I've just. I just think well, he's weird. Here's the thing. He did. He that, is weird. He is weird. weird. He did do that fucking sound, or he did that song with fucking Flying Lotus last year on Cosmogramma, or not Cosmogramma. Uh, the new album that they had, they did a song no with shit. David Lynch. I didn't know that. He does fuck. spoken word for the horror. Track. Oh well, that makes sense. But. He's got a he's, he's got a good he, narration he's, voice. He's been you know collaborating with like rappers. Uh, I might and be wrong then. Yeah, artists. I might be wrong about that. Maybe he's opening up his yeah, brain right? more. He's getting older. He might like want to try some other he's shit doing, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I think only someone like Tarantino would do some dumb shit like that because he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna st-. like when he made Django and Chain to put rap music in it. Why hasn't Wu Tang Clan been in a fucking Tarantino? Because Wu Tang Clan sucks. That's now. a good point. It's not the original crew. Oh mm-hmm. fuck it. If it was the OG Wu-Tang Clan, that would saying. be fucking dope. Like <laughs> they in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would be fucking cool. But, like, you don't have you don't have old Dirty Basher anymore. So, it's like. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. You know? There's no Ghostface Killer. Like, what? 
I don't know what you're going to do with the rest of the people. I don't even remember who else is on Wu-Tang, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Redman? <laughs> RZA. <laughs> oh, that's right. RZA and fucking, what, what's the other one? Uh, the Genius, Giza. Yeah, there you go. And fucking, oh, wait, the other guy. Um, See, that's what I'm saying. Nobody remembers the, <laughs> who else is on Wu-Tang besides, like, the main people. So, whatever. I'm sure I'll get Method. some mail about that. So, we're on a District 9? Yeah, this is a good yeah. moment. District 9! Ba, ba, da, ba. So District 9 was, like, heavily acclaimed. People love this movie. Yeah. Okay, that's the thing. When I was looking this up, District 9 is, like, the most popular, most paid one. Like they Yeah, got he made a lot, lot of fucking money. It was fucking nominated for Best Picture. The first documentary-style movie to be nominated for Best Holy Picture. Holy shit. Yeah. That, oh, my God. That profit margin. What the fuck? Yeah. They made, <laughs> this is why he was able to make the other movies, and then he kind of just, like, shit the bed. But uh, it's cool. <laughs> so the budget was $30 million and it made 210 or 210 point eight million dollars in the box office Ooh, that's a healthy number right there um it should be known that it is neil blomkamp it is in his first film it was produced by peter jackson and they were supposed to produce a fucking halo movie yeah. but they never fucking were able they didn't to get enough money no one wanted to support it which is really weird because it's like, who doesn't want to give Peter Jackson money? Peter Jackson in a <laughs> Halo movie would be fucking good. Because at this point, what, Peter Jackson made a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, he made Lord of the Rings already. Yeah, like, well, what the dude, fuck? Dude, Peter, Peter Jackson also is responsible for the masterpiece. Oh, fuck. Goddamn, I just forgot the name of the movie. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like a really demented Muppets movie. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Is. It's like it's one of his first films. Oh. God damn. Meet the Feebles. He's oh. also responsible for Meet the Feebles. What the fuck? I yeah. totally forgot about that. There you go. It's awful, but I love it. It's awful. It's completely <laughs> it's awful. It's so B-movie. All right. Anyway, but with Muppets. Anyway, regardless, this is that. that's a tangent. Hey, I also like the King Kong adaptation he had in 2005. He, that is also good, yes. Is that the one that was like four hours long? Yeah, it had Peter Jack. Or and not had Peter, fucking, fucking Jack, <laughs> Jack Black. Jack Black and, and Adrian Black Brody. Yeah. Shit. I can't stand either one of them. I can't stand Adrian Brody's nose, and I can't stand fucking Jack Black just being Jack Black in a movie in the 1940s. Like, it's just not. It doesn't work. It doesn't work he out. He can't exist, like, before the 80s. No. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't exist before the 80s. Yeah. It's weird if you put him in a role like yeah. that. Yeah, just just keep playing Tenacious D in Biodome, Yeah, dude. it's just, he'll be fine. Did you remember Biodome? Yes. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. <laughs> That was my fucking. I used to watch. You're like the only other person who's ever mentioned that movie to me. (laughs) I used to watch that movie religiously as a kid. The safety dance. That is one of those. The the safety dance is like one of those songs where I'm just like, kind of feel depressed. There's so many parodies of that. Yeah, exactly. Depression. Who? Oh my god! Did you see the parody they did in Family Guy for that shit? They do like a whole dance. Really? Yeah, when they're doing like a heist at Lois's dad's house. They do, like, a whole safety dance video. It's really weird. Anyway. So, District 9 is pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking District 9 centers around a group of aliens that come to the planet, hang out for, like, three months, and then they bore a hole in and find, like, these, like, malnourished aliens, essentially. Yeah. And then basically allow them to stay there sort mm-hmm. of, for, like, 20 years, yeah, <laughs> in, like, a ghetto kind of thing. 
Which oh, is, it's a slum. Yeah, yeah slum. slum. There you go. Slum, up. that's the word I was well, looking like, for. Well, like, initially a refugee camp, then turned slum after they just right. kind of stayed there. Yeah, and they don't really do anything to help them. They just kind of yeah. leave them there yeah. and be like, all well, right, Like, you guys are fine, right? Well, that's just yeah. how just, that's how you start, you know? That's yeah, you, you got begin. it, right? Just get a job. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, that's how everyone starts. Actually, everyone just stores poor and destitute with a shack. That's everyone. Well, the thing that is, starts out that way. Oh well, yeah, if only. Yeah, if only. <laughs> See, the thing is, Chappie and District Nine—they're not real films. It's just documentary of fucking Johannesburg. All right. <laughs> you know what's fucked up is that the slum that they filmed in—that shit's all real. Yeah, the only like they didn't make a set for that. Yeah, yeah. Only except one, for the one house. Yeah, the that's one how you house save with the fucking alien shit. That's Which I thought was crazy. really clever because they're like, we we see an alien fucking piece of artifact come out. We can't fucking find it anywhere. Fucking went over my head that it was the alien ship. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. But <laughs> um, do you know why they're like, do you want to know why the guy picked prawns and like cat food specifically? No. I was curious about that. Why did he choose it? So uh, basically the idea of the prawns and them being obsessed with cat food is because the director would use uh, cat food and cheese poofs while fishing, and he would catch a fuck ton of prawns. And so he was just like, yeah, you know what? These these aliens are going to be obsessed with fucking cat food. Yeah, that was kind of a weird quirk. Interesting. I'm, like, really liking cat food. I didn't really, I didn't really get with it, why they did that. I really love when people write these little bits of information from their personal life into movies. Like we would never assume that that was the story of where it came from, but that's so interesting. No one would ever really think yeah, about that. Yeah, he inserted a few things. Like in Chappie, the weapons company is is the name of his short film. Oh. Oh no way. Yeah, that was like that was like the name of a short film that he based it on. How do you feel about the CGI in this movie? It's been... It still holds up it, pretty good. It's been a couple years. Not gonna lie. I'm not upset. <laughs> yeah, I'm not upset about Actually, it. Actually, it's been, it's been 11 years. I didn't even really think about it when I was watching that. I didn't think it, about the it CGI. Looked, it looked fine. I didn't have any like scenes where I was like, that's fucking bad. Well, I watched... So the first time I watched it, I felt like... Uh, I did not realize all of the consistencies it had with what was actually happening in Johannesburg during that time or even like a couple decades before because it was a direct analogy to like the Parthied laws that they had there where they really had like racial segregation where they're like, you guys are going to live here and we're going to live here and they forcefully moved people to a different area. And so like this is what they did. This is what they moved all of the, the aliens. They didn't even have like a proper name for them. Like, yeah. the, like the prawn name that they had was like a, like a slur. Yeah, them. that was one thing that I was thinking about is that you never really know where these aliens come from. No, Why were they there in the first place? Who are they? What were they before? And that's something I wondered. Like, obviously, they're an intelligent species because they built this ship and got here in the first place. Somehow ended up stranded. But like, who were they before? And it, what is it like to be treated like such animals when you probably were kings and queens where you came from? You know, some of them. Uh, exhibit like more violent behavior while others are more diplomatic yeah so this implies that there is like a like, a, like different levels of like intelligence uh, a social class own. system yeah that they exactly have. or and, and so i would say like because you can assume that some of them are probably just like basic like grunts and like workers for their group etc to, to use like right. simplistic terms and there's others who are like scientists yeah and things like, like that. uh and, i think it was christopher is the main yeah. uh prawn that mm -hmm. we follow throughout <laughs> the movie christopher yeah, yeah. Christopher. christopher if you do watch this movie watch it with subtitles so you can get the prawn dialogue oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's very important there was like that's the thing like like hi we're here to evict you can you we have your scroll on <laughs> yeah, the fucking paper like, and he was like it says you're supposed to give me a 24-hour notice you know he's like this guy's a little bit smarter we yeah have to try some different tactics. that was fucked up and so it's pretty 
pretty obvious that whoever Christopher was probably like some sort of scientist or something because he had that big old lab underneath his shack too. Yeah, he was able to operate the ship too. He was yeah, like an engineer. He knew how definitely. to like put things together. Took 20 years to get enough fluid so they'll be able to use the spaceship. Yeah, the fuel. So the interesting bit is the fluid in this movie. This is like yeah. one of the big messages that this is like one of the points in this movie where its big message is portrayed, which is that anybody can become the other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And totally. that's like one of the big, one of the big more like uh, I, I guess messages of the of yeah. the film and whatnot. Wickis is, is a very nice guy in the beginning of the movie. The only reason he gets the promotion is because his uh, what is in law it like runs it. I actually yeah. will say that he's not a nice person to begin with. He's, oh yeah. He's actually he's a so he until he gets the job. Well, no, because even when he's out there, he's like doing terrible things and then making jokes about it the whole time. Yeah, well, like how he was threatening to take away the dude's when he was, kid when he was working in the office. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, uh, there's nothing that says that he wasn't already racist in his office job. No, yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure but it didn't take is, him like, getting to the I don't think he field. realized it. And it's all shot in this documentary style where yeah. like Wickes like a fumbling was like person. Wickes was a nobody and now he became like the most valuable asset on earth because he could handle alien weapon technology. I felt like he got chosen because they needed a scapegoat who was stupid. Like didn't really know what he was doing and they chose him because they knew they could just blame it on him if something went wrong cuz like he got put in charge of this huge project of moving all these like people. Like what? 2.5 million yeah like bonds. for one person to figure it out and like he's on the ground doing this but like so what was fucked up was all of the tactics they used to like evict people this is shit they do in real life to people all around the united states like oh, constantly yeah. so like it was like you could insert any person here and it would fit for like something that the united states has done so it's like look at the way they treat it like chinese people indigenous people mexican people like it all fit so anyone who was watching it would be like oh that's like fucking relatable That's i could see shit like that. well almost everybody can relate uh well i mean unless you're like really white and very privileged so there, it's just like there's no it makes scene. sense we got to like uh, leave they're like on the other side of that there's like that scene where the the kid of christopher johnson is like maybe this will be our new house and uh wickis is like you don't want to go there it's more like a fucking concentration camp than anything yeah for real yeah that was fucked with the fema tents and everything yeah oh god well, I mean, it's the yeah, it was the equivalent of when they were trying to move people into concentration camps, and they're like, "We got to keep you here because we got to keep you separate from everybody." Did you notice the foreshadowing in the cake? No, I missed it. You so, you mentioned something about so it. So when Wickes cuts the cake on his like promotion, like his promotion cake, uh, he cuts out the section where he blows up when he's entering the building. Like the like when when he's gonna go infiltrate the building oh, to get the fucking shit. fluid. He cuts the area of the cake that he destroys. That's kind of funny and yeah. ironic. Right. What did you think about the entire like thing with them like secretly testing and how like they have government secrets and they use the media to manipulate information? Oh, I really like that, that bit. I feel like that's really relatable to at least the past couple years of all this uh, fake news and whatnot. Yeah. But it really, you have to question, is what you're seeing what is the truth or is it what they want you to perceive as the truth it's just straight propaganda yeah like they really aren't trying to hide the fact that they're making social commentary on propaganda around the world especially when it comes to like what you were saying mitch where it's like this is the other you don't like them they are not supposed to be here this is a like you know human only area in this case the other is the alien so like strong xenophobia through the whole film right there's both areas of that like you have people who like advocate for prawns rights right they're barely shown in the movie as well as people who just discriminate and hate them and want them off of earth completely mm -hmm. yeah 
which is ironic because they're just like i don't know it's like somebody argues that they shouldn't be there because they're not even like from the planet but like this is the logic that people use where they're like they're not even from the area they need to leave and this is like their justification for someone leaving yeah and then mnu was like having to we have to do this legally Right. Like, we have to go around this legally now Quote unquote. because they're on Earth. Well, what's great is that they are, like, inserting this ridiculous bureaucracy into their world of, like, hey, we're going to serve you eviction notices. But, like, everything else about the situation is terrible. Like, just because they have a paper. And then he even, like, has the dude, like, hey, I need you to sign it. And he smacks it away. He's like, that counts. That's, like, your signature. And, like, we can move on now. And not to mention about how he threatened to put one of his kids basically in a box for the rest of yeah, their life. Fuck, dude. He was like, we're going to take your kid away. This is yeah. like when CPA takes away your kids. Yeah. Because, like, you're not, like, providing a nice home, like, a quote-unquote nice home for your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not competent enough to be a parent. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So it's like that they were just using all these tactics on it. The entire scene where they take him down into the fucking basement, the fourth level basement, while he's barely turning into this oh, metamorphosis. to chest out all the weapons and to shit. Chest out all the weapons. He's the, like the most incredible asset. They want the power to use it so they could like actually use alien weaponry. And like the, there's also like that mirror with the black voodoo that they would use in Africa. They're like, oh yeah, there's a lot of people that believe if they eat the fucking prawn, they will become a part of the prawn. So you have that slumlord also trying to, I want what you have. Give me that fucking arm. <laughs> uh, didn't they ban this movie like in Nigeria? They're like, we hate the way that they are portraying Nigerian people in this film. Yeah, yeah. it's very stereotypical if you ask me. Like it's kind of the exact stereotype of Nigerians, even down to the part about being scammers. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's banned in Nigeria because of the portrayal. Yeah. They yeah. don't want to be betrayed or portrayed as fucking gangsters and thugs is what they said. <laughs> That's what they said. So, well, I wonder then how the people who were in the film actually felt about it. Mm-hmm. Like the dude playing the character who was the boss. He's probably like, I don't really care. I wonder if they had actual Nigerians. <laughs> yeah, they did. They had a good amount. They had like, like all, almost all the people that they had in his gang were actual like Nigerian people. I thought it was nuts that they used a live target in the shooting. Oh, like, that that shit probably happens on a daily basis around the world. Oh, I was like thinking about testing. that too, and yeah, all of the medical testing that they're doing—they're like cutting into their bodies, trying to figure out how they work. And this thinks this makes me think about uh, during the Holocaust about how the Jews were yep. uh, processed and uh, operated on in the all name the of science, Nazi all illegal uh, experiments, of course. But I- ironically enough, we still use the data that we learned from those today in a lot of our medical. Uh, fields yeah that's like that's like a lot of people's argument is that like what if we didn't have this data and then there's the whole moral ethical issue of like should it have been done in the first place right i mean they were gonna cut wickus open like what are the chances of survival oh none he's gonna die yeah Yeah. they were like he's dead like we're gonna fucking examine his insides and then like he the in-law was even lying to the wife yeah that was fucked it was just like can i see him dad can i see my my husband and he's like it's best if you don't. <laughs> yeah, right. Damn, that was fucked up. I thought that he was going to go through a metamorphosis like Kafka in <laughs> that book. I honestly thought he was going to wake up and be like, I'm late for work. Turning and into he's a like fucking a literal bug. Prawn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he does eventually turn all the way. Well, he's like half and half. He's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing going on. No, like <laughs> at the end, like the very, very end. Yeah. When he's like making a little flower for his wife. That's yeah, him? he's that's full him. Oh my yeah, god! Did you miss that? Yeah, that's totally you him. Because because his wife Gosh. has a flower before that. Yeah, and oh, it's like, oh, I found this on my doorstep, and oh. it's like he he fully turns, and then he's waiting there for the other guy to come back. I did miss that. Yeah, 
<laughs> how do you feel about Christopher Johnson? Like how like he, like how after, the character like, like, is just like how he's like so determined to get home and then his one chance is fucked up and now he just has to live with it until he like figures out he could actually use Wickus. I felt like he ended up being like one of the most morally good people in the movie. Like as the character himself, like how he handles all the situations and he's honest with Wickus. He's like, I'm not going to be back for like three years. He could have easily just been like, yeah, I'll be back. Like just wait here for a second. And then he could have just left, but he was like up front with him. And I was like, Oh, it's going to take like a long time for me to come back and help you. Do you think, he would come back. Like, how do you feel about the ending? Yeah, I think he'll come I back. think he would come yeah. back. I think he's gonna wage war. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with how shitty they ended up treating them, which is not surprising because we all suck. Plus, also they have to get everybody back. I mean, I feel like they would be willing, but I don't know. I feel like if a bunch of ships rolled up to Earth, the humans would probably put up a. a well, there's also the fight. argument that all of the aliens that ended up on the ground and out of the ship could have been like prisoners. They could have been workers, like not mm-hmm. very important. And, like, who knows how many of them live on the planet that he's going to. So, it's, like, they might not even be that important. Or, he, like, or, like what or, was their mission? Or they're, like, with? another part. Because they have a lot of weaponry. Right. Yeah. Like, gnarly-ass, like, battle suits and shit. Like, this is, like, a group that's, like, ready for war with someone. Yeah, so, so they might have been sense. on their way and then landed on the wrong planet. Or, like, well, we don't want to cause problems here because we're already fucked. Yeah. So we're, we're HQ's way, light years that way. You know, and, and whatnot. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know I, if he would, though, because, I mean, I mean, the Christopher character isn't... He never really takes that many opportunities to, like, beat up people unless it's, like, in right. to him escaping. That's yeah. when he gets to the part of violence. Other than that, he, like, lays down and is like, yo, you can hit me a bunch of times. I'm not doing it. Well, so yeah, he's idea. about to die. Yeah, exactly. No, at and some I, point. And I understand that, but even up to that point, he's very much, like, he's very, uh, what's the word, pretty submissive, I would say. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he wasn't yeah. willing to, like, cause any violence to anybody. I yeah. think Wickis is the one who kind of pushes him to, mm-hmm. he even tells him, like, when they're breaking into the, the place, he's like, wait, I thought you said not to kill anybody. And then the guy's like, he fucking shot me. Yeah, exactly. At that point, though, yes, you guns drawn. Yeah, and he's go. like, fuck it. Um, yep, he, he even like dangerous. gets very upset about the other ones getting cut open and he's like staring at the open like cadaver on the table and it's just like totally defeated when it comes to that point and Wickis is like wait you have to think about your kid mm. kid's fucking smart too yeah exactly. kid's a genius well I mean it doesn't surprise me since the, he's just been with him the whole, his whole life although I do wonder how this kid came to be well, I think the kid was born on Earth right. because they had been there for 20 years, and he didn't look like he was a 20-year-old alien. I don't know. I feel like if you're a 20-year-old alien, you're a little taller. You know? Well, they might age very slowly, like Yoda shit. Uh, I don't know. Just laid an egg, and it got lucky. Yeah, because well, yeah, yeah. they did have eggs. Remember, oh, he did man. burn that shack oh, with God. all of the babies. Yeah, he was like, ah, here's the thing for your first abortion. And I was like, whoa. This and is I fun. don't know. There's a couple well, million of them, like and I imagine that not all of them came there on the ship because that would have – I mean, the ship was pretty big, but oh, I don't yeah. think the ship would hold a couple million. Yeah, they were trying to, like, monitor them and make sure they didn't have children, which is, again, another thing that happens around the world. If you – I don't know, like, communist China, where they're just right. like, you can only have, like, Fuck. so many children, like, you know – and now they're fucked in their population because they have more men than women. <laughs> Bad segue, but giant mechs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this guy just really likes fucking mechs. Yeah. He had at least one mech in each movie. Yeah. There's and, even a mech in Elysium. 
And uh, what is it? Or at least Exo Armor. This was the first movie to use the uh, anti-material sniper rifle in a movie ever. It was like the giant fucking sniper. And that's the thing. This mech and like the weapons that the aliens have completely evaporate people. Yeah. It like made one of them explode because it was like straight electricity. Yeah. Also, I think one of my favorite parts in this movie is when all the fucking gangsters are shooting this mech. And he just magnetizes all the bullets and sends them back out. Oh everyone. shit! Yeah, that if that mech was properly piloted, it would it would have been very dangerous. The moment of confusion on their faces, and they're just like they all stop stop shooting. Like, wait, yeah, it's happening. Not, Why yeah, is nothing working. happening? Not working. Oh no! Yeah. That's some gnarly tech right there. Well, their technology was interesting because it would meld with the pilot like all mm-hmm. the times. Even like in the ship, he had to like dip his hands into some weird fleshy stuff gooey thing <laughs> the director has something to say about that oh god what Ooh. so he's like that's the thing all of these weapons are controlled by dna so who's to say that that's not the piss chamber oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> so. no right he did that intentionally like that was so yep. intentional i wonder that- if that's like meant to be like people's aversion to something that's different from themselves as like oh this piece of your culture is very weird i'm not going to be a part of that and it could be anything from like food to like certain traditions i think it's a very interesting take because like you have all these humans trying to use the alien technology and failing right and because like they're just not a part of it they're not in that area and so like i think it has like a little bit of that subculture kind of context but as well like there's also people who are trying to get into it and heavily trying to get into it. I mean, they're trying to like eat the flesh. They're trying to inject it. They're trying to do anything to be a part of the culture that they are yeah. so different from. I mean, that didn't seem that wacky to me. Like it almost like it makes sense that you might be able to get some of that power by ingesting it. The power to eat cat food and rubber. It's. I mean, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, it's it's similar to like. Um, I guess I guess you'd say like kind of like appropriation in a way. I was be just like about meta- to say, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that. Like we must become just like these people because they're so different from us. But right. we're gonna continue wow. to oppress them anyways. But yep. we're gonna yeah. celebrate you on a small platform. Yep. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like it didn't seem like it seems like that would be a likely thing that would happen. They just happen to connect it to them being like also scamming them, also being like, uh, I don't know what to call them, like criminal slum lords yeah yeah the, the display of like the other and like who to sympathize with has done a lot in like their long and close shots that they do in this movie as well specifically like where they're testing all the weapons on his oh like, God, new yeah. mutated hand once they bring in the 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 alien test subject the prawn t- test subject the camera instantly turns to where the background or the alien is is more clear Whereas that is supposed to be the focus of your attention is on mm. this, like, basically a person about to be, like, executed for science. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got put up against the and wall. Then, yeah. And then when it's the pig, it's blurred out. It's because the focus is supposed to be sort of, like, on the pain of the oh, person. That's, right. Yeah. So there's a lot of interesting, like, like camera work done in those moments nice. that I thought was uh, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, he they used a lot of handheld cameras, too, to get you into the feeling of that you were there with the group. And you were very, like, disconnected from what was happening in the scene. They have a lot of GoPro shots where you're, like, running around with them. They also have, like, all those Discovery Channel just, like, yeah, Wickus was this kind of person. Yeah, He's, those like, are a great. vital to the story. I really like that in this movie of a way of storytelling. 
Um, they don't know where he's at by the end of the movie. They, um, I also like the fact that the, the guy who was just like a nobody who like was trying to find a bulletproof vest, that guy like actually went into the corporate files yeah. and like released all that data and eventually got jailed for it. Yeah. He's basically like every other person who digs too deep into something and they're like, nope, you're going to go into fucking jail. <laughs> he's probably going to commit suicide pretty soon. guys. Oh, fuck. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it, I guess it's. I guess in a way, it's sort of similar because they they sort of change his story, don't they? Like in the, yeah. in the media for themselves, it's kind of like they're saying he's like crazy. I'm gonna like pull. I'm really gonna know. pull a really like potentially obscure reference here that I just like saw a little bit of history on. It's kind of like the character Lawrence of Arabia, in a way. Whereas whereas the actual story is much different than what is portrayed to the actual people. Whereas like at the end of Lawrence of Arabia's story, he was like, I really wish that things had gone a lot differently than what happened because he ended up like hanging out with the group with the um, like the Middle Easterners that were hanging out there. I forget. Right. I'm terrible with geography. But he would basically hang out with them and like you know like help them do raids and whatnot and help them get out of the way of like like the British officers that were rolling through the area and things like that. And in his own diaries, he would later write, like, I don't really appreciate how they, these people were treated at the end of all these conflicts. Whereas the British portray him as, like, this guy that was, like, super heroic and, like, was going around and, like, doing, like, I don't know, just doing colonizing shit all the time. And so it's, like, very different, like, very different. It's an interesting bit. of That stuff. sounds like how people portrayed Christopher Columbus. Where they thought he was like a huge hero, and then there's oh, a man. bunch of diaries. That was about such a him. trip yeah. to me growing up in elementary school, and we had Christopher Columbus Day, and we learned oh, that he sailed across the sea and found America, and he thought he found India, but it wasn't India because he was looking for gold, <laughs> but he didn't find any, and so he committed genocide instead. It's kind of wild. I love all of the diary entries from people about him, where they were like, he was a notorious liar. Yeah. He lied mm-hmm. about every encounter he had. We just have to. Lawrence of Arabia didn't necessarily like hurt the people that were there. He right. just kind of like hung out with them, essentially. So yeah. it's a little bit. It's a little bit. It's definitely like history being rewritten to portray oh, totally. something different. Well, it's and like it's, it's in thing. favor of whoever's telling it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Who's writing history? The usually the winners. But it's like, <laughs> so yeah, he ends up getting fucked and kind of twisted around. Both of these films are set in Johannesburg and like South Africa area where they're experiencing a lot of conflict because of racism, because people feel like they, they are like, Oh, this land. It's like how many like thousands of years have they been fighting in like Palestine and Israel over like the same piece of land that they thought they were entitled to simply because when it was divided, there were no like, right. No, like spiritual or religious right. uh, concerns taken into account. So then you have all these warring tribes that are just like, well, we just lost like, a whole bunch of land of ours now yeah Uh, what the fuck exactly and it was definitely meant to show you what was going on during that time period and even now is still continuing to go on as well as the influence from uh the like colonization of the area so it's like there's a whole lot like they layered it onto a bunch of different things which is why district nine had so much more content because it was based off of real events and he took that backdrop and added more storyline like you actually cared more about the characters in this as you did instead of like in Chappie where they were just cool. Like they were archetype characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This one definitely, I, w- I would say district nine had a lot more to say rather than what Chappie did. There's more questions. District nine brings up. Right. Chappie brings up a little bit. There's some in there. It's yeah. It's more on like the sci-fi side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I feel like it's kind of on the metaphysical side for Chappie. You know, Mm -hmm. what is reality? What is consciousness? What does it mean to be alive? Versus District 9, where it's like, what does it mean to be alive, you know, in a way that, am I valid? Can I make a life that can be fulfilling? Right. Like everyone has the ability to become the other of society. I've already said this point, but everyone mm-hmm. has the ability to be that. And that, I think, is one of the big things that we should take from this movie. Because the character, uh, what's the name of the, what's the name of the, what's the name of our Kafka? What's, what's the name of him? Wickus. Vickus? Vickus? Yeah, Vickus. Vickus? 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 So, yeah, Vickus doesn't understand what it's like to be them until he gets infected. And then he oh, starts. Totally. And then he gets, yeah. like, a whole, like, you know, basically his perception is He warped. completely changes. Yeah. And then he doesn't, like, I think it was good that he doesn't end up becoming, like, the sole savior of this whole group of people right. sort of idea. Yeah. I think that was I would good have been really took... annoyed if that happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and instead, it's more like he just helps the one person who was agreeing to help him. And mm-hmm. it becomes yeah. more... Well, people are even split about how they feel about him. Yeah, like in their little like interviews, some of them are like, "Nah, he's an awful person," and then other people fucks aliens, man. It's weird. Oh yeah. (laughs) Wait, let's talk about how they glossed over the fact that there's interspecies prostitution. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just glossed over it. They said it once, and no one ever talked about it again. So I'm like, wait, which way? Like, but I just wonder how that works. Like, what kind of parts do they got? Like, what what goes in where? So is there is there like quote unquote male aliens having sex with humans like men men or women is it just males or there's female aliens you know like is there like like alien dick going out there like Uh, what's the deal like what does alien dick look especially (laughs) that alien dick i feel like actually no what if it's different (laughs) (laughs) what if they don't even use dicks what if they just have like they just touch you like your forehead and that's like guys guys, we've got to get mer's porn of view uh yes mer what is the porn of view on this yeah exactly my point of view is that they have a they obviously have a reproductive cycle but we have to we don't know there's no context yeah. who's for it but i mean most people will point alien penis right <laughs> but i kind of like your idea where it's like they touch just touch the forehead and bam but at the same what time what if they like fuse could, at the same time we could go well the they av- lay eggs we could go the avatar route where their tails connect. Oh my god! Yeah, so I was about to say. Routes. I don't know. That sounds kind of dope. Our souls are right. connected now. But I also think that the fucking group that did that is I—they're fucking hypocrites because like they have interracial uh, fucking prostitution, and then when Wickus comes in, they're like, "Yo, you fucked this fucking alien. Did you put a condom on?" Uh, just like, oh, don't fucking come at here at Wickus. Okay. You have, like, but that makes me girls. wonder: Has he seen like some weird alien That's STDs? What I'm saying, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> So, Alien well, gonorrhea. Now, now, you've got, now you've got the pickle dick, son. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, you come out with your dick pickle? That yeah, wouldn't even happen. Like you got the pickle dick, son. Oh, my son. God. It's kind of like moving on its own a little bit. You when know? you're right. banging interstellar beings, All right, you get doc. pickle dick. <laughs> who's okay. the crazy dude who's like, can I fuck it, though? <laughs> he was like, wait, we need to know. We need to have these questions answered. All right, Doc, give it to me straight. Son, you have prawns. Ah! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Awful. Also, did you ever did you ever oh see God. the marketing for this movie? It was great. Yeah, they, they like straight up put up. It was like they would put stickers and posters and all this shit. They had a real number you could call. Yeah. Like to report like alien sightings and oh, stuff. Oh, I remember that. I was like, what kind of fucking movie is this? They got a lot of this? phone calls. They got a lot of phone calls and a lot of messages. Which are probably like saved somewhere, but like <laughs> yeah, so right. many things. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was good. I remember seeing it around Comic Con time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It was and definitely around Comic Con. Also, for the trailer with it, I mean, they didn't really. They went the fucking uh, 
What's that movie? What, where the fucking White House explodes? Independence Day. Independence Day. Yeah, they oh. had the Independence Day route where they yeah. didn't show too much, but yeah. you were interested. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, it, I think it worked. It was effective. It was it like made it it, money. Yeah, it brought enough attention. It also worked in the same way that the marketing did for Alien. Oh yeah. Where they had like very little minimal things that they would show you, and then you get everything in in the movie. They didn't reveal too much. I think the only thing that makes me upset about it is that like after Elysium came out, it just wasn't regarded as well as District Nine. So like everyone kind of had like a yeah, Chappie well, and Elysium were were not well received. He he basically became a black sheep. Well, uh, he said it. He said that he didn't do Elysium how he wanted to. Like he felt like the script wasn't like filled in enough. And I think he had he was like under a time crunch, so like he had to finish it. What's crazy though is Chappie was written in like two weeks. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, that's not enough time, like, to write and polish a script. Well, like, see, I was a thinking feature length script, like, that's way too short. I was thinking with Lo- Yolandi and Ninja, I feel like most of their lines were just like improvised. Yeah, for real. Like he kind of just wrote in cues, like, okay, you guys are gonna talk about this here. Okay, just do your thing. Go. <laughs> Go. Yeah, that probably happens a lot. And then Elysium uh was he didn't spend that much time writing it and he also didn't have partners for Chappie and elysium his his district nine he wrote with his wife shit and she she was maybe the better writer (laughs) so she might have like been the one to create a lot of the depth for the characters and then when he went off to write on his own he had the cool idea of a cool sci-fi film but he didn't really have a lot of depth for the characters i liked elysium though although i think i liked it for different reasons i liked elysium because the villain is nuts Mm. And he's I haven't like, seen it. I know Matt Damon's in it, right? Yeah, he's awful. But <laughs> he's he's literally so he's like the main character in this world where the, all the rich people live on this ring floating above the earth, and everyone else lives on Earth and basically like a slum. So, so Halo. Yeah, exactly. So Halo. Okay. They live like on a Halo-like ring, and then. So he did make that Halo movie. Shit. Well, I can't get what I want, but this is the best, next best thing. That's a cool-ass knockoff, if you ask me. (laughs) That's that good discount brand. You know, Halo's got a ring. You know what's crazy? My ring's going to be in this movie, too. Oh, my God. Matt Damon was their third choice. (laughs) Literally, it was Ninja, Eminem, and then fucking... Eminem? He wanted Eminem for the role. You know, I I think I probably would have liked it with Eminem, yeah. What has he been in besides fucking 8 Mile? He just is himself. <laughs> what like, else has he been in? He doesn't need anything. to be in anything. He can just go out go there like the himself. And then just slowly yeah, back, slowly back away. away. <laughs> it's not happening. I mean, he's trash anyway. But like, who else would? Yo, yo, yo there is there is there a situation in Elysium? I've never seen it. Okay. Where he opens up a fridge. <laughs> if he opens up a fridge, there need there would have to be a scene where Eminem opens a fridge. He goes, "Oh yeah, mom's spaghetti." <laughs> 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 You know, it would be so great. He just eats it and then it continues on the movie. Well, but it's, it's like, like a really emotional moment. Like yeah. that was the last spaghetti oh, she ever made. Yeah. I don't. Like, it's in still in the fridge. Funeral. After the funeral, oh, you know, man. he goes, on, oh, yeah, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Are uh, we ready to rate these films? No. Yet? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so what would you guys rate these and would you recommend it to other people? I give Chappie a solid six because it's stylish and entertaining. But I'll give District 9 an eight for the same reasons, but it also made me think a lot more than Chappie did. I agree completely with the prior consensus, eight and six. All right. 
I also agree with the prior consensus in eight and six. I think that uh, that Chappie definitely had some cool visual stuff going on for it, but it like was lacking a little depth, and then, especially with something that you have that has actually quite a bit of depth to it as well. And then there is also um, District Nine, which has a whole lot to say. I'd give it eight point five. It's oh, wow. almost nine there. It's almost a nine there. Almost. I give Chappie like a five, because. I think if you had removed Yolandi Vizzer and Ninja, it would have been a shit movie. <laughs> yeah, it was I like agree. they were just enjoyable to watch because it's funny and they're ridiculous. And uh, District Nine, I would give it a nine, just because it's District Nine. I. But no, it's it's actually like a legit movie and it deserves its rating of like being a very well received movie. And it talked about a lot of heavy topics in a way that was usually accepted. It's like what they were doing. So it's like why people like Star Trek so much like during this the, like the early 70s late 80s and stuff because the only way that they could talk about racism on television was through star trek yeah with because like it was sci-fi spaces yeah exactly species. i mean because star trek was like one of those things where like oh you had like your first interracial kiss on te- television because of star trek so like they had to present it to people in a way that was like quote-unquote uh, like acceptable and so for them sci-fi is always that route where they can show you these things and like really get to people and like how they feel about these topics without it being like so heavy-handed on what they're doing and the script is well done it's really like well done when you're listening to how these characters feel about everything it's really believable also the does the main character the guy what's his name the main actor uh, the the guy who plays him anyway he's like his first movie and like he did he did so well yeah for his first role like i thought he was maybe had been acting for like a long long time and like i know he had been in some smaller things too but this is like a great debut for him so that's what I would read. I feel like sci-fi does that thing where it's always relevant to the time period, but then it but has then, to. But then that's the thing, though. Then as we continue within like our society, they come to like relate more and more. I was just telling, yeah. I was just telling fucking Mitch, I want to run the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven campaign for uh, like a D and D RPG kind of thing. I'm looking at this fucking rule book, and I'm just like, this just this is just today. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking like, I'm just like, this is going to be a sick sci-fi cyberpunk fucking thing. I'm like, this literally just happened yesterday. (laughs) If it's like not relevant to the times, then you have like a Transformers movie. Right. (laughs) Like you have Michael Bay is really what it is. Like otherwise, like you're just going to have a shitty action movie. And and that's the thing. I feel like District 9 now with like the entire like America and Mexico like immigrant situation. Yeah, exactly. District 9 is more relevant now than it was to Yeah, ironically, yeah. it's like it's we're still talking about the same issue however many years later, which is fucked. And that's that's why I agree with you on the Star Trek thing because like they had to talk about that stuff now, but I mean, I have a friend named Tati. She's watching through the entire series. Every day I see a post about, "You see this? We talked about this in the 70s and yep. we're still fucking talking about it now." Yeah, it's great. I saw a clip from Golden Girls. Oh man, with the freaking with the freaking Confederate flag. Yeah, in it. and there's that whole debate with Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's in that so episode, good. and then mm. they have to like explain it to her, and then Golden Girls is a really fucking good show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's one of those ones I need to go like, try to watch. They again. deal with a lot of heavy shit in yeah. that, and it's really well. It's well written. It's like it's like a weird alternative to like when they were dealing with real life situations. It's you always mention it, but like Cheers did that a lot. They had a lot of real life shit happen to all these people that would come in and talk to him about mm-hmm. stuff. Oh yeah, no, absolutely no. It was yeah. It was, I, I like Cheers. They did the same yeah. thing where like these three when we're all going through like all these things. It's really funny. Sorry, I'm just basking. How great, <laughs> how cheers, great is. cheers is. How great Cheers is. It's such a great show. Stop. Anyway. 
It is so. <laughs> you watched stop. two episodes and you were laughing because it was great. I enjoyed it, but I still feel that my heart is on It's Always Sunny for being the best sitcom. That show is just wild. Like, it's, like, chaotic wild. Yeah, it's fucking great. That show. It's yeah. really funny. But, like, I think it wouldn't be as funny if they didn't have the people who are in it. Well, that's the thing. The people make I, it yeah, great. Yeah. Che- the Cheers never had to be vulgar to be great. Ooh. It didn't It didn't ever have to be, like, like really over the top or anything like that. It was, I don't know. Just my so, anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> so, anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I think we're done. Yeah. Did you guys have any final thoughts? Giant fucking mechs. Giant mechs in both movies. Yes. Those oh, are that's great. right. Yeah. There's at least yeah, one. They're great. Yep. Big robots that fight things. It's great. Final thoughts. Mm. Final thoughts. I just want to say, I think probably my favorite scene out of both of these movies was in Chappie, where the robot is making the doll in Yolandi's likeness. Oh, yeah. I think that was an interesting moment to see because this robot's supposed to be an AI, an artificial intelligent, but he's exhibiting both empathy and creativity in that moment. So at that point, is he considered to be like a valid living thing, you know, or is he still just an AI? There's also, I mean, that brings up an interesting point because I was listening to Duncan Trussell's. uh, I love that guy. Yeah, I was listening to his video or his interview about the Midnight Gospel. Yeah. And he's yeah. like really dumb, but Clancy is alive, if you really think about it. He is a animated thing that is made up of many people working on him, just like cells in a body. And yep. they bring this idea to life and to be put on a screen with pixels. Right. So in, in that sense, the AI itself is a living thing, as well as just like any animation, because it takes multiple beans to pull up something to make it active. Counterpoint, Murray. Is Clancy only alive when you are watching the Midnight Gospel, or is he alive even without watching? You the shut Midnight the fuck Gospel? up. Well, this is the argument of like, oh, does a tree make noise when it falls? Yeah, exactly. In the forest? Yeah. Like, yeah. This exactly is like, like the same argument. But really though, can you really confirm it? anything outside your own consciousness? Like, this is like, uh, yeah. it's too meta. It's a lot of meta. <laughs> well, then at that point, reality is your consciousness. Yeah, we're all living in the Matrix. It's fine. Consciousness. I mean, is didn't energy. the FBI release some documents saying that we're all just living in a hologram? <laughs> Yo, okay, so they've been releasing a lot of wild documents where it's like what are you guys researching all the time like, yeah what the fuck like you guys are actually admitting to a lot of things like <laughs> google stargate we've been doing this yeah, though fuck. just saying oh my god it's like yeah you know we just did mk ultra then we did stargate now we're doing this fucking yeah. crazy hologram Project thing gundam is up next <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> we have the weeb department on that i mean we have space force so you know obvious uh, next step the pyramids of giza is a power plant i'm <laughs> dropping my mic i'm walking away <laughs> I, I I agree. That's it. We're ending it right here. I agree. <laughs> Any more final thoughts? No. I, I know. That was like eight final thoughts. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Too many that, final thoughts. You're yeah, cut yeah. off this for the like, night. This is like all of Kiss's end of like oh end of their career world tours. Shit. Except it's us with final thoughts. <laughs> this will be my final thought. But I've got another thought uh, after that. Right. <laughs> so everything after their first out. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every career show, every like show should have just been their final show. Yeah, it just really was yeah. though. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> sorry to all the kiss. Right, fans. obviously we're not kiss fans. Yeah, clearly not. <laughs> Dude, Love Gun. It's a song about his dick. Yes, <laughs> I love role models. That movie is amazing. Can we do an episode on role models? The role models is a great movie. I love I that would, movie. I, love I, I honestly want movie. to do it because I love that movie. Yeah, we should do that as like a bonus episode. Yeah, just for fun. So put yeah. it on the Patreon. Yeah. All right. Do your end of the shit, yeah, wow. shit, John. Y'all are yeah, Ma- right, fuck go. your mother. Get it. We want to hang out with our <laughs> peanut gallery. 
<laughs> oh yeah, huh? <laughs> we actually recorded with three other people in here, and they yeah. were just watching us. We are yeah, all we have distance. Don't destroy. No us. pressure. No. Th- no. Yeah. Live oh, studio audience. We're right. all six feet apart. Yeah, it's fine. We didn't we didn't hear any laughter or clapping though, so it was kind of yeah. Studio audience, yeah. would you like to laugh and clap? We for need us real like quick? a little like sign that says like clap now. <laughs> hey, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll like end like one of those late night TV shows where everyone's clapping and it's like, oh, we got a great show coming up for you guys. You just loop them clapping <laughs> yeah. for like five yeah, minutes. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, clap stood there for the five whole minutes doing the same shit. Oh man. Oh my god! Good. Oh yeah, that perfect. Was really spot on. Honestly, can we get a soundboard for that? <laughs> Dude, we were just talking about that. All right. Well, I just want to remind everybody that we're super easy to find on all of the social media sites as well as all the streaming services. We're pretty much anywhere that you can stream podcasts. Just Google "Bringing Down the Grindhouse" or you can go to the website, which is bdtghpodcast.com. You can listen on the website or follow it through to one of the streaming sites. You can also leave us messages, comments, or emails on any one of the social medias. Feel free to send us any recommendations. And if you can, go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so that we have a better rating on the site. And of course, go join the Patreon because we do want more money. And everybody's dancing currently. I love it. I hope everyone has a good night. Thanks for coming out to talk with me about this. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Thank you. Woo! Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>